Almighty God. Mighty, mighty God. What a mighty God we've got, isn't it? Haven't we? And the interesting thing is when we realize what a mighty God is and we can stand and declare and decree together. Can that be just removed off the screen for a moment? (laughs) Not quite ready for that one. (laughs) Um, We are in oneness. We actually are in oneness. And when we decide that we are one, whether we feel it or not, when we are one with him, we are. And it's just an incredible thing that his name is above every name. It is above the enemy that says that we are not one with him. It is above the name that says we are not worthy. It is above the name that says that we are inadequate. Because they are actually all lies. They are lies of the devil. It's not what our God says. And as we take a hold again afresh, what our God says about us, we become one with him. Can we say amen to that? Can we say a bit more of an amen than that? (laughs) Good, good. Amen to that. I made a decision some time ago that my God was going to be one with, well, he made a decision that he was going to be one with me. And I made a decision that I was going to be one with him. And when I made that decision, it was different doors opening. I saw myself um, in different areas. And that's what he wants you to take a hold of. You've been hearing for quite some time about the oneness of God. And that's why I've titled it Oneness in God, because we are actually in God. If I could just have that AV back up with the two dogs. And I just love this, because you see the dog there. You can't see his white tail, but it's standing up in the air. And see his, you know, his paw up. This is a hunter dog. Now, we may not like hunting, but this dog has been trained to smell and to sniff out. And that's what we do when we follow the musicians, when we follow our key leaders. They have sniffed out the Spirit of God. They have sniffed out the moving of the Holy Spirit. And we need to start listening. In our um, office, I live in the, work in the national office. It's a Christian ministry through the nation. And we've made a decision about hmm, two months ago that we would start, as we came into our office, that we would start speaking in tongues for 10 minutes. So if I arrived early, I was in there. If the others arrived, they would go in. And we would, and we've got a wee book where we keep a record. But do you know what it's done? It's actually given permission for the Holy Spirit to come more and more into our office. We're sensing his presence. We might be in the middle of, of administration and suddenly there is a change in the atmosphere. We are now stopping because our God has come and he's one with us and we're one with him. How dare we not stop and welcome him in? And we're having such a change in the atmosphere. It just incredibly, wisdom is flowing. Doors are opening up. And I can't encourage you more and more to really take a hold of when the musicians lead and worship, follow them. If you, if you see one of them down on their knees and you might think, oh, well, I don't feel that. Well, just make sure you don't go and be a little bit cold to the Holy Spirit because sometimes they're just a little bit further ahead and I'm watching them all the time. I watch Greg all the time. I watch different ones that are in. That's how I'm learning to pick up. One of the things I do is um, when when Greg comes and speaks a word moving in the Spirit, I'm, I'm saying, and I can see him about to move, I'm watching you, and <laughs> and I'm saying, speak to my Spirit, Holy Spirit. Speak to me. I'm training up my Spirit all the time. 
And so sometimes I get it, sometimes I miss it. And when, and I'm learning, you need to train. We're one with God. It's the same spirit. So if he's speaking to this man or speaking to me tonight, we are one spirit, same Holy Spirit. Let's open up the spirit. Because I'm going to come to our key scripture in a minute, but it is important. The other thing that I've found to make that can be taken down now, thank you. The one thing I've noticed too is we must settle the sovereignty situation and issue. God in his sovereignty has chosen in this season, this moment in time, from the time of the crucifixion till he returns, that he is going to work through us. We may not fully understand different things, but he has chosen to work through us, to partner with us. And that's why, again, it's important for us to be um, uh, one with him and see that I just can't quite see my notes. But I've found, you know, some people will say, why doesn't he come and intervene? Well, I actually quite like a quote that C.S. Lewis says. When the author steps onto the stage, the play is over. It means everyone's choice is over. No one has a second chance. All those that are lost are lost, and those that are found are found. And that's why God wants to really partner with us, co-work with us, so we change atmospheres. And if you start doubting or don't take a hold of this oneness, that you are linked into him, you will never move into that the fullness of what he's wanted you to do. One of the little desires that I've had in my heart for a long time is to get off a plane and come and preach. So when Greg asked me about three weeks ago if I would do that, I said, well, I've got an AGM this week and I do have a message and a report to do and various other things. And, of course, in the midst of it, I've now had two funerals. I've now had to arrange for someone to come from Samoa and different... But he's a man of faith. I'm a woman of faith. I knew what he was wanting to move with the spirit. So we said, let's link our spirits. Let's see. And I can see already my message is changing. It's all there. But the order, I thought, is changing. And so often we find this as we start going in our walk, in our walk with God. He will show you different things, but he will actually change the order of things. That's why it's so important to keep alert. It's not that you weren't wrong. He just wanted... Because if he'd shown you the full picture straight off, you would have said... I can't do that. Oh, no, oh, no, don't be silly. Oh, yes. So when Greg said, will you do this? And I thought, I am going to step out. And someone said to me, because I've been down in Christchurch, I flew out just before the earthquake, so praise God you're all here and you're okay. <laughs> and I was in the mo- a meeting and it came through. And it, that, last night they were saying, why do you want to step off a plane and come straight and preach? And I said, I've always had this desire for a few years. And I realized... In the oneness of God, he had placed it there. It's still there. And it was last night as I replied to that person, I realized it was God, which meant that he's preparing me for something else. And if I didn't step off and do what Greg had asked, I wouldn't be prepared for the next step that God has asked. So that's why oneness is so important. Don't dismiss the wee dreams, the little desires. That desire to come and step off a plane has become a reality today. And I just praise God for that. And I think, oh, my goodness, what are you doing next? So what's he put in your heart? Don't dismiss it. Don't sabotage it. Because you're one with your God and you're part of extending his kingdom, which is so important. So be encouraged with that. I heard um, when I came in this morning different ones saying, oh, it's like a forest of trees with different things going. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, God gave me a picture about two weeks ago, of 
trees. And I immediately knew it was the Garden of Eden. And I suddenly realized that I had a choice of the tree of life or the tree of knowledge. And I thought it was interesting coming into that today, mentioning trees, trees, and here. And that's the thing. He will give you pictures. He will give you dreams. Don't dismiss them. Because when I got into the pressure of walking through this last week, I mean, I was working all last weekend. I then had the funerals. I had the AGMs. I had this report, message, and this thing. I could have, if I'd eaten off the tree of knowledge, good and evil, I would have sown into the pressures of this world wanted to, would have sown into the panic, would have sown, how am I going to get this? But I chose to tap into the oneness of God, which brought that beautiful scripture in 1 John 4, 4, that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. That should be a key scripture in you. We've got some cornerstone scriptures that we must have in our spirit. And that's one of them. Greater is you, that resurrection power in you that will cause you to walk through so many things if you will just give the Holy Spirit a chance to move through. Now, I've really been pondering our key scripture, which I think you'll recognize when it goes up. It is John 17:21. And don't let yourself say, oh, here we go again. No, no. <laughs> because with every time we see a scripture, it peels off another layer and another layer. And it peeled off another layer last night when I was actually reading it again because all my meetings have finished and I wanted things fresh. That all of the, Jesus sang that all of them may be one Father, just as you and I are in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. You see, if we don't understand that scripture, if we don't accept that scripture, that oneness, you're not going to see what God can do in you. And the world is certainly not going to see you. And that's really what that broke broke into those couple of parts. If you don't understand, if you don't accept that you are one with God, it's God's desire, it's Jesus' desire that you are one in him, then the world is not going to see. And it's really interesting that um, February, no, December, I can remember the date, 5th of December last year, I got this phone call. I was up in Hamilton. And it was someone from the office ringing to tell me, that the hotel that we had booked for our leadership um, training in February, that we had 67 leaders flying in, had been double booked. And sorry, it was no longer available. But I had seen a picture. I had seen a picture and I knew we were meant to be in there. Now, did we go running around? Yes, one or two of them and the others did. And I thought, well, I'll go for a bit. But it kept coming back. No. So we stayed gracious. We worked with the Holy Spirit. And we moved and did what he said to do. And, you know, we witnessed to that hotel in the midst of this trauma, which was, could have been a trauma, and he moved, said, worked out, we moved over one day. And we readjusted just here and there. And finances came this way instead of that way. They commented and said, I thank you for being we It was been a pleasure to work with you. The other group who um, found out they were double, was not nice. It was challenged. You see, when you're one with God and you take a little moment to lift up your situation to him, he will show you how to walk, work through it. And that is what the scripture is. He's saying, God, if they could be, like you and I are one, if they will be one, then we can demonstrate you. And I was able to share Christ with them. They knew we were a Christian ministry coming in. And we would pray and we would pray through the corridors there, but we would also be extra nice to the staff. And they saw God. 
So be encouraged. So when you might be on your knees crying because you've been shocked, but that's okay. But it's what comes out of your mouth. Is it panic? Is it fear? Or is it praise God? Greater is he that's you know, above everything. The name that was over that situation that was trying to put us out. And so I had to live with that over Christmas. And it wasn't until end of January we really got this breakthrough. It's amazing, isn't it? So that's how God works us through and uh, brings us through. And the other scripture I really love is Colossians 1.27. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the Gentiles, that Christ in you is the hope of glory. That is a most amazing scripture. But what goes between John 17 and that scripture? Well, it's Galatians 2.20. I am crucified in Christ. It is not I that lives but Christ that lives in me, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith and in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself. So in other words, what it's saying is that when he went to the cross, you went to the cross. Now, I know some of you know this. I know it, but I often meditate on it because it takes me to another level. And what it's saying that everything that I face, you face, yesterday, today, and, and there, all was satisfied at the cross. Now in, one, in Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, it means all the, because Christ in us, I have all the answers, all the wisdom, all the insight I actually need to move moving forward. So like when they rang and said, this place is not available, I thought, well, that picture, greater are you, mighty God. You showed me something here. The answer's in here. The answer was to stay quiet. The answer was to stay gracious. The answer was actually to take a bunch of flowers. And I found that the gentleman's wife had nearly died in hospital. It softened. We could say, I could say how I was led there. Let your God lead you. Let Get a hold of the answers, the oneness, the truth that's inside of you. And when you settle the sovereignty issue and you settle this, these scriptures here, you'll find there is a very, very different walk that you are going to walk. And I'm just going to look for something here because it just flicks through my mind. No, that's okay. That's okay. Oneness in God. You choose. You don't realize how you have that authority to overrule your God. Do you realize that? You have the authority to overrule because he's chosen to be one with you in that unity. I'm going to uh, want to share a couple of scriptures from um, Luke 3. We know these things, but in Luke 3.21, let's turn there, those that have got their Bible. These are scriptures that God's just had me pouring over and over again, and I don't know why. Well, I do know why, because he's wanting me more alert to the Holy Spirit. In Luke 3.21, it says, When all the people were baptized, and it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized, and why he prayed, and the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. A voice came from heaven, which said, You are my beloved Son, and you I will delight. And moving through to chapter 4, verse 1, it says, And Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And those days... He ate nothing, and afterwards, when they had ended, he was um, hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command the stones to become bread. So here we are before he's got filled with the Spirit. 
And here is God saying, you are my beloved son. Coming out of a wilderness situation, a challenging situation, here is the old devil whispering, are you really the son of God? You're going to find that when you go into, into wilderness situations, into challenging situations, the enemy will come and whisper. And that's why it is so important when you're one with God, you listen to the last thing he told you. Like that example I just gave you, he gave me a picture. What's he given you? So I held on to that picture. I held on to that scripture of greater is he that's in me. What is he giving you? Because it's interesting when you look, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, went into the wilderness, the word was challenged, and he came out in power. You see, you can be filled, you can have all the knowledge you like, but if you don't stand in the last word that he gave you, you're not going to move in the power of what he has given you. And I, can, I can't encourage you enough. I'm just being so blown away since the, just the different things that God has been doing and just the different doors and provisions he's provided. I went into, when I went to Samoa back in 2010, I saw something there. And because of different steps I've taken, I've been able to sow via the ministry I'm involved with into 600 white chairs going into villages. What's God putting on your heart? What's he wanting you to sow into? What's, what's the last thing that he told you? What's the last prophetic word he gave you? What, are you bringing it out and speaking it and declaring it? Are you just popping it away in a cupboard? This year, I've had all, all the prophetic words that have come to me in the last few years tucked in a plastic envelope, and I'm carrying it. I've been carrying it everywhere. When John Anson was here in this um, church a few months ago, he had another word for me. It's on top now. I know I'm called to the nation. I know I'm called to international. And that's not pride. It's what has got been confirmed. What is your God saying to you? Stand up on the inside. And you can only stand up on the inside and do what he wants you to do when you start believing. One is the God. Greater is he that's in you. You are crucified him. So you will never, ever be more righteous now than in the future. You're righteous because of what Jesus did. You're going to be sanctified in the renewing of your mind and and bringing that into line. But your spirit is righteous. You need to take a hold of that. You are righteous. I like that, amen. You can say that louder than that. (laughs) We need to take a hold. We are the righteousness of Christ. Greater is he that's in us. If we're serious about expanding the kingdom, if we're serious about moving with the call of God in this place here, in the areas, in your life places, take a hold of how awesome you are. Don't listen to inadequacies. Don't listen to the lies that you are no good. Don't speak those words. Don't speak death out of your mouth. Speak life out of your mouth. So you might be calling those things that be not as though they were, but oneness with God is oneness with God. And if Jesus is wanting us to have that oneness and God is desiring it and Jesus has gone to the cross and you are righteous, then you need to renew your mind to the truth. And we will see a whole different... We were one voice tonight. Who who enjoyed that one voice? I think we need a bit more than Shirley's hand up. Even the pastor's hand up should go up. (laughs) And Graham's. We need to have more, more of that life. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17. That's another key scripture you need to have. I know it's real in me, but I still need to read it to bring it to the light because it's amazing how things settle on us. 
We need to contend, absolutely contend for the truth in private. And then when God asks you to step out, you are going to find yourself filled with power. You see, you take David. He beat the lion and the bear in private. And we got that victory and he knew who he was. He was able to defeat um, Goliath before two nations. What's God going to have you defeating in your office place? What's he going to have you defeating in your work and out there in the groceries and walking down the street? What's he going to have? What is he going to have you do, David, out there when you're evangelizing? You see, we need to take, David and David, <laughs> we need to take a hold. You know, you defeated an awful lot of things at that conference you came to. Yes, I know there was something sticking on your head. I was looking at it. But you know, we need to have, and you're allowed to have fun in God. You're allowed to, you're allowed to. <laughs> oh my goodness me. It's good. It is all good. But you see, you need to contend things. If you don't know the truth fully in your spirit, contend with it. Spend time thinking about it. So when you're called, you are ready. God does not want you defeated. He wants you moving. The enemy wants you staying ignorant. I could have said to Greg, no, I'm too busy this week. I'm not going to say. And I thought, no, that dream has been there, that desire's there. And I only woke up last night to realize it was actually God that's placed it. It wouldn't have stayed there that length of time. So have a look what's tucked up on you. Start preparing and start enjoying it. So we saw in John, we saw Galatians. We saw in Colossians, the mystery within us. And I remember when, and this is, this is, this is key. You can have lots of things that you believe God is wanting you to move into. And there are times, the time is not quite and you've missed it, but there are times when people can actually knock you around. People can actually stop you moving where God wants you to do. And I had this a number of times in different areas. And one particular time, it was a real challenge to my spirit. God had shown me a pathway and it was going to... And then it all changed through a couple of people's decisions. And God said to me, put a smile on your face. And I was thinking, oh, how can I do that? He said, put a smile on your face. Put a smile on your face. Put a smile on your face. So I walked this with a smile on my face, literally putting a smile on my face for about four to five months. And then I was at a conference and someone came up to me and they, they'd had a breakthrough. God showed them this scripture. It's in Genesis. And it was God speaking to Cain. Why are you downcast? Why do you not have a smile in your voice as it says in your face, as it says in some versions? Because Satan is tapping at your shoulder. My oneness with God had protected me, had guided me through a hurtful, sad time by telling me to put a smile on my face. And it didn't let those people off as such, but it meant it kept my heart pure. It kept my heart right towards God to the church here, to out there. So I kept me ready for ministry, kept me ready for reaching out. That is, that's been such a key. And if I still don't know what to do sometimes, I will go back to that word that, that God, my God gave me for that situation. So you'll find that your God has given you words all along to keep that oneness in him, to develop that oneness in him. And I don't think there will be one leader standing in this church that has not suffered um, a challenge and rejection and all sorts of things 
But we're here because we believed in that oneness of God. We believed that greater was he that was in us than he that was in the world. We believed that, you know, as we did and followed what the Holy Spirit said in that moment, would heal our hearts, would keep us working and moving forward. Now, I just want to say we've had Jesus that had been filled into the Holy Spirit, and he's come out. He's come out in power after standing true on the word of God. And you do, you find out how strong the word of God is. And it blows me away all the time. I don't always feel God with me, but I step out in his word and it is so strong. It is amazing. I want to go a bit further into um, Luke 4 and going on to verse 14. And it says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit, to Galilee, and the news of him went around. And then going through to verse 18, it says, where he is standing in Nazareth, in Nazareth, and he's standing in the temple, and this is where he starts declaring Isaiah 61. Now these are, what does Nazareth mean? Does anybody know what Nazareth means? It actually means unbelief. It's unbelief. And yet here is Jesus Going to, be, uh, going to be our Lord and our Saviour, standing in this place which is of unbelief, he's actually declaring, decreeing that this place, which isn't so good at the moment, who hasn't had a word from God really for 400 years, it's actually 10, 10 generations that have been since the word has been actually heard, they've been speaking it and that, but hasn't really come alive to them. And here he is declaring, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set the liberty of those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the, work of the Lord. And then going to verse 20, it says, Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes, now the eyes of everybody, like all these eyes here, are on me. The eyes of everyone who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. 21. And he gave the, began to say to them, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. 22. It says, so all bore witness to him and marveled at his graciousness of words. Favor the empowering presence of God, the Spirit of God. There it was moving in the midst of him. And the very next sentence says, they said, is this not Joseph's son? We can be in the presence of God, feel it with our spirit. That's why we need to know one with one, spirit to spirit, because they were in the presence, they all fixed on Jesus, all could sense it in the spirit. They were excited because they hadn't heard this and felt this for so long. And then their eyes flicked to the natural. That's what we can do if we're not careful. We can suddenly look at circumstances and say, I don't understand or I don't like that. And then you suddenly got disunity and you stopped the spirit of God moving. I just can't comprehend that. Well, I can because I'm natural and it can happen. So they all bore witness to him, marveled at the gracious words that proceeded out of his mouth. And then they said, is this not Joseph's son? Oh, my goodness. It cut. That's why we need to develop our spirit, spirit to spirit, because there are things that we do not understand lots of times. And there are times we can get discouraged because people are where they're at or whatever, but we must keep our spirit listening to the Spirit. Nazareth was unbelief, and here was their God, 
their future saviour speaking life into that whole area, which it did become, and calling those things that be not as though they were. But they allowed their mind. So I'd say to you, if I can say anything to you, guard your spirit, but renew your mind to the word of God. Renew your mind to the word of God. Renew your mind to the truth that you are one with your Lord. Renew your mind that greater is he that's in you. Renew your mind to the things that, what Jesus did on the cross for you. And Galatians, um, Colossians 1.27, that's the mystery within you, Christ within you. All the answers that you need for every situation you face is tucked on you if you will just give your spirit a moment to take a hold of the situation and bring your mind into line with that. That's the key of what I want to leave with you tonight. And you see, John 1.32, it says, Holy Spirit remained on him. We must marvel how God Almighty has chosen to allow the Holy Spirit to move on us. We are called to host the precious Holy Spirit. Never underestimate how precious God loves you to trust you with the Holy Spirit. If there's any other sense of marveling or you feel in it, that's the devil. We don't realize just how he knows he's not. He knows he's bound. But how do we know he's bound? Do we allow him to, you know, we allow him to get away with too much? We allow them to get away. We need to sing songs like we've been singing tonight, and I hope we can sing off, sing one in a minute. So we need to learn to host the Holy Spirit. And that, like Greg was saying today, that declaring, we declare corporately, we declare um, personally, individually. I want, I want my eyes to see what Jesus sees. I want your eyes to see what Jesus sees. I want you to hear what Jesus hears, and I want to hear. And that's what we need to say. God, show me how to hear what you're saying, you know, hearing, and I want to hear you today. I want to see you today. I'd like that last one of the dog (laughs) sitting up, going up there. Because I see this one. He's alone. The other one had the one that was mature and the others were leading on. We all need to be able to stand strong on our own. There are times we come together corporately, but so often in our weak And what we're doing, we are by ourselves. We need to stand strong in God and that oneness of who we are. We need to be able to smell the Holy Spirit. The other day when I was coming, I was working through to about quarter to seven at the office and I could feel this burning and burning coming up, but I knew I needed to go home. And so I went home and I I went, got as far as Johnson, and I thought, oh golly, I better go and get some bread and bits and pieces. So I did that. Got out to the car, it was about 20 past seven. And I I was like, God was saying, don't move until eight o'clock. Just don't move. And I had this burning feeling, this burning feeling and burning feeling. And I stayed in the car park until after 8 o'clock that night, just talking to God, Respond. I've got no idea what it is, but I know it's preparing me for something so that I recognize his voice. I recognize that oneness. And, you know, oh, I was so excited last um, Sunday morning because, as I said, I've been down in um, Christchurch and got back this afternoon, but... Clay mentioned the scripture, and I thought, this is it. Jesus, um, these two people were walking down the street, down the road, and Jesus joined them. And uh, they, 
Then they asked him to go. And, and now it came to pass that he sat down at the table and he took bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then the eyes were opened and they knew him. And he vanished from their sight. That would be a bit interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> Sitting there with the Lord and vanished. But this is it. And then they said to one another, Did not my our hearts burn within us while he talked with us as we walked down the road? You know, you're going to you need to recognize that you do pick up the Holy Spirit. So if you start to burn in here, there's your scripture proving that you are picking up what the Holy Spirit is doing. Don't dismiss it. If a thought pops into your head and you don't fully understand, protect it. Because the enemy wants to pluck it away. God wants you to hold on to it and, and get strong and powerful in it. I just love us to, um, can we sing another song to really get into that oneness? Because I want us to pray and believe that the Holy Spirit is going to guide us to another depth and another level. Live in his presence. I'm wanting to go from glory to glory. Who wants to go from glory to glory? Who sees themselves as oneness in God? Come on, we all should have our hands up because if we don't start putting our hands up and declaring and moving with this, you are just hearing it. It's hearing the Word of God and believing it so it becomes part of your flesh.